Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Anthem Health Plans, Inc. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 at Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, fun show. So far, you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. The show, as always, is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. I guess now you can watch us on Twitter. It's not just Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. We are live on Twitter also, at 937theticket. That's terrifying. Why? Well, because people can see us. It's not always yeah, pretty. Yeah, right to them. Hi. It's not always pretty in my case. You're a little... Younger, leaner. Um, Didn't matter getting stared at at the beach, so lean <laughs> or not. Not that lean. A <laughs> um, couple things on your – so you asked the question, what's more stressful, the security line process with at the airport, which I think is more annoying maybe than, than um, stressful? Uh, it's, no, I, I think it's stressful. It's stressful mm-hmm. and annoying. Or putting your bag up there on the in the bins as you go in, and then well, getting as you come uh, off. Even more so, probably getting off. Yeah, I mean because you, you are be ju- ready. you are judged hardcore. If you're the one taking the time to get your bag off, you, or you're just dilly dallying, you know people are pissed. You know what they you got off the plane. You know what you got to remember in that situation that little old ladies can handle it. My mom handles it. She gets her bag off the top and does it her on her own and goes. She's but you know what I'm talking about? It's, like, it's a way because it, let's say you're in row 16. You're sitting down until row 14 goes, and all of a sudden you got – Boom, you gotta got to go. You've got like eight seconds to get it done. All right, yeah, stand up, go. get your bag off smoothly, put it down, don't bang anybody in the head, and go. Yeah, you're probably it feeling fast. pressure that's not necessarily there, though. If, you, if it takes you 16 to 25 oh, seconds. Oh, you're getting some angry stares. Yeah, a little. Angry. Depends. Like, Come on, no, move no. it. No, no, it depends who's around you. There's people that are patient. Um, there's some that aren't. So the, the, you're anticipating impatience. Sometimes yes. it's not a big deal. Uh, now, I did was telling you off air, there was a time that the guys, Parker and Baz, laugh about we were in Detroit. And I went through, you know, we were going through security. You go through the, the metal detector or whatever. You, you know, you raise your hands. You, you know, they're trying to look for stuff on you. 
and I had my cell phone in my pocket and I went through and, you know, it obviously beeped, did what it did. And they, they said, sir, 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 stop. And I was like, what, um, what's the deal? And I had my cell phone and and I was like, oh yeah, I didn't know you. I didn't know you couldn't take oh, your cell no. phone through. Oh, come on. And the guy literally yelled. It was one of the security guys who goes, it's metal, man. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm sorry. My bad. Um, and those guys, that's pretty bad on you to take yeah. your cell phone. Through. Well, I wasn't thinking it was, it was like one of those 6 a.m. flights. Okay. You're sort Early. of, yeah. disor- okay. you're sort right. of disoriented. That's fair. That's fair. And I just wasn't thinking <laughs> it's, it's metal, metal man. Oh, <laughs> yep. My bad. My uh, bad. But, but to answer that, the, the, the amount of responses is pretty 50, 50 in 50/50. terms of what's more stressful, the getting your stuff out of the bins to leave the plane or the security and can I do something before we get to Baylor? Yes, you may. This is going to – I know you're going to cringe when I do this. But I'm giving Frost credit right now. Well, I am. Not just for O'Shaw Mathis and Drew. Think about the off season he had with the hirings of those coaches, which I think we most of us agree that they're pretty strong hires if you think about it, right? Now that you take a – a big step back. Not only were they strong hires, but he did it in a very smooth manner. There were no hiccups. You know, it didn't you've seen it around the country. A guy gets hired. Oh, I guess he's not going. He's he took some other job. You know, then he's gone. There wasn't any snafus, you know. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. There wasn't anything weird that happened. It just rolled out really nicely. He said in November, Frost said in November, as far as player acquisition goes, we're, this is what we're doing. We're going into the transfer portal. We're going into JUCOs. We're going to try to get over the top that way. Well, you don't know how that's going to go, right? And you could say it's you can't say it's a success right now because there's no games that have been played, but you can say it looks pretty good. Like you're sitting here going, huh? Huh. They got that pass rush. Like when when that O'Shawn Mathis story initially came out, I remember I remember what I where I was. I was in Omaha and I had to Parker was gone and I it came out that he narrowed his five to Ole Miss, USC, Texas, and Penn State, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. It came out and I had to rush to a Starbucks and write it uh because Parker was gone. But I was writing and thinking, what do you think I was thinking? Oh yeah, he ain't going to Nebraska. Yeah, good, good luck. Yeah, and I can remember like back, back at the shop. You know, the, the the guy I was dealing with was like, "Yeah, you can write that. It's not a big deal. He ain't going to Nebraska." Here he is. He's at Nebraska. Made your top two. Made the top one. Right. And he picked him up. Well, I think that when you see right now USC showing up with Lincoln Riley, that's terrifying. Oh God, right? I, I'm not lavishing that much on Lincoln Riley. Ask ask an Oklahoma fan about Lincoln Riley right now. Well, they're obviously pissed at him. Right. He did well when he was there. Well enough. Um, what do you expect? <laughs> he did on. fine. What are you he talking about? Are you seriously going to try to go there with Lincoln Riley? I kind of. A little bit. I mean, they got walloped a few times. It, it, they were there, though. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were there. Yeah. Yeah. I would get walloped just to be there. Last you know? year wasn't great, though. Well, no. It wasn't. They, they, they were weren't fi- that good. They weren't, they weren't horrible. They weren't that good. They were still fine. Yeah. I'm telling you, Oklahoma fans. I, I, I you'd be al- surprised, right? I almost saw the upset of the century in person in Lawrence, Kansas, when they when Kansas almost beat those the, guys. The one other thing I'd add before we get to Shireman is, 
you have to acknowledge this stuff because we make a lot of comments about Nebraska's program that don't sound like this. Evan Bland's story. Devin Drew, Lincoln was Devin Drew's final stop. And the united vibe between players and coaches won him over. Okay, I mean, you, you can't just just always assume that it's not good over there. Let's just put it that way. It's not good. The vibe between the players and coaches won him over. We can't just ignore that stuff conveniently because we just because because Frost is a human pinata. Um, and his friend Fred is a human pinata. They've made themselves vulnerable with their record. But you can't just not acknowledge the good things. By the way, by the way, that could get us to the basketball conversation, which is fascinating. Yes. Um, I'm not really surprised about this because I thought it was a good fit for him all along. But Baylor Shireman, who had put Nebraska and Creighton both in his top five, along with Arkansas and Duke, and I'm forgetting who else, who the fifth team was in there. Okay, it was Arkansas, Clemson, Clemson. Duke, Nebraska, and Creighton. Creighton. So Baylor Shireman yesterday commits at 9 a.m. to Creighton, and we can bicker all we want about how woe is me about Nebraska. I mean, he, the, the, the deal is this. Nebraska basketball is bad right now, and Creighton basketball is good. I mean, it's simple as that. I hate saying that. You know I hate complimenting Creighton and saying that they're good. Creighton basketball is a good program. Yes, that pains me. Your computer's making noise over there. Yep, I got it. Uh, Creighton basketball is good. They they have a program. They have a system. As I saw Baylor Shireman talk to somebody saying, you know, he likes Fred Hoiberg, but Hoiberg's trying to build the culture. They're trying to build a program. It's already built at Creighton. They develop there. They have a system. We watch it every <laughs> time that they come here or we go there. They play. It, it's a clinic. The way they play basketball is clinical. It's surgical. Where Nebraska is just trying to find something to, to catch fire and go. Right. Like, you know what you're getting with the Creighton basketball system. And for C- Baylor Shireman to try to increase his draft status and also to potentially win something uh, substantial in college, Creighton's a pretty good option. Again, this hurts me to say this. I'm just speaking p- truth right now about the, the difference of the programs. And, yes, I understand it, it hurts to, to not get them. And Aurora's a little closer to Lincoln than it is to Omaha. But if if he does indeed go to Creighton, he's still looking at the NBA and see, seeing his, his status there and if his potential of maybe getting drafted. Uh, you just you just can't hate the fit of him going to Creighton. Well, it, it's painful, but think it Think about it. Think about it. Okay, Gary Parrish of CBS right. Sports. Okay. Okay. That – because of the possibility, the Jake, I'm saying strong possibility of Shireman going to Creighton. He's not projected to be a first rounder. And he's not no. projected to be a second rounder. All right, he's if not. Any, if anything, he's late, late second round. Yeah, late. So Gary Parrish of CBS Sports. dot com says he's moved the Blue Jays up to number ten in his you know off season CBS Sports preseason top twenty five. 10 is sort of conservative based on what I saw way too early. Yep. With Shireman's addition, there's people that have them in the top five. I, I, again, because damn hard. Be, yeah, well, they return five of their top seven scores. Creighton returns five of its top seven scores from a team that made the, made the second round of tournament, lost right. to Kansas in the round of 32, had Kansas tied with one minute to go. The national champion, Kansas Jayhawks, oh, by the way. 
Right. So we're talking about a top. We're going to talk about a consensus top ten preseason team. And, and don't forget, this was a team that last year they had five new starters. I mean, remember they made the Sweet yeah. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. They have the whole plantation comment from from Greg McDermott, and it, people think, oh, this is going to be the downfall of McDermott. Creighton's going down. They they lose all five starters, and what are they? They come back strong. They have a program that's built. They develop, and now. Two years after that, they're going to be a top five preseason team. Right, they have Ron- and they and they get the best por- guy in the portal. Okay, and and there's a paragraph, there's a paragraph in the ESPN story about this that just I, now it may not hit you, but it hit me hard. Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte. This is what makes Shireman such an interesting story and interesting prospect. This is what, this is what he is. This is ba- Baylor Shireman. You want ba- here's what Baylor Shireman is in a paragraph, okay? Think about this, Jake. Jake, think. Mm-hmm. Shireman can play point guard because he's an elite passer. But he's also terrific off the ball because of his shooting ability. 49% three-point shooter. Watch film of him. My God. He shoots the deep three ball. The deep, the Steph three ball. Step back threes. But plus, it says, he rebounds like a power forward. He can play point guard because he's an elite passer. But he also shoots 49% from the three-point range and rebounds like a power forward. Holy God! I mean, think about that addition. Well, Cray- Cray- again, he, Creighton is a is a always a good three point shooting team. Yeah. He, and he'll have he's going to have, have open openings. look. He'll have open looks because all those guys can shoot. You can't cover them all at well, the same time. Well, Brenner's not going out and shooting. Well, he's but he's going to find. He'll go pretend. The, you know, he'll go project the paint with the seven seven feet. A- absolutely. But right, you mentioned started to mention Ryan Nebhart was one of the best point guards in the country last year. Absolutely. And Before then, he got hurt. And then Trey Alexander came on strong down the stretch of the season and averaged 16 points and seven rebounds, seven assists in two tournament games. So it's Nebhart, it's Trey Alexander, it's Arthur Kaluma, it's yep. uh, Ryan Kalkbrenner. Those are dudes, brother. I mean, yeah, I, I this is a no-brainer decision in my opinion. No, I, yeah, it, it would be as, as great as it would be for Nebraska to get him, it'd be also baffling. It but would be – thank you. Right? I would wonder about him a little bit. Like, I would. I'd be like, okay, well, why, you, because why would you do that? Because in all honesty, I mean, South Dakota State would have beat Nebraska last year. Oh, easy on that. They were 30-5. No, They were 30-5 and five yeah, last they were year. They went 18-0 in conference play. They had some they good non-con wins. They had a couple close non-con losses to good – Power five teams. Lost to Providence in the right. first round of the NCAA tournament. Yes. Um, I'm not they would have signing Nebraska off last year. on that, though. I Summit League's a, a long way away from the Big Ten, brother. I understand that. Brother. But, you can call me brother. <laughs> but uh, but I, I saw Nebraska play, and I, you know, I, I know what they your were feelings good. are. I mean, I, yeah, you also saw Nebraska go to Wisconsin and win and beat Ohio State. I, I did. That, but so, that, that I saw the majority of the season though too. Besides that, they had they had a stretch. Uh, I'm a not stretch off on that South Dakota State would just. Naturally. Well, I don't think it'd be a blowout. No. Be a, I think I think they would win that game. Though. Anyway, anyway, the point is, it wouldn't be that much. It wouldn't be an upgrade for him. No, you made a good better point. conference. You made a good point. If Shireman would have picked Nebraska, I it would have, I would have wondered about him a little bit. Like what? What do you? 
what, what, what are we doing here? Right. There's just no guarantees with Nebraska. They don't have they, – they lost a 17-point score on Bryce McGowan's and a 14.5 score on Alonzo Verge. And there's nobody you can point to on the roster right now that you'd say can – produce at those levels well, off of a team that was not good the, the, the four and 16 season was and, and you won three why would you want to go through that if you're Baylor Shire? four and 16 with three straight wins to end to get to four right it was an un it was last season was uncomfortable the whole three seasons have been uncomfortable uncomfortable right it was uncomfortable I I'm not we're not trashing Fred here I'm not I'm not doing that Fred has a lot to offer as a head coach. There's no doubt about. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But you can't say that that season last year was uncomfortable. The misery was un. It was uncomfortable to talk about. It's like talking about a bad uncle. Like, yeah, you don't really want to do it. You know, like, but you, you know, we would come in here. Uncle Randy's back again. Oh yeah, <laughs> man, yeah, we're we got to talk about it a little bit here. I mean, can't skate around this one. <laughs> Right, and we'd come in here and we'd have to kind of talk about it, yeah. but it was drudgery, right? See, I was telling Bach yesterday, Jake, what I've learned from this period of Nebraska athletics, which is the most unappealing period of men's athletics at Nebraska that I can remember in 33 years, the conversations are more unappealing than they've ever been. What and what my big takeaway is when you lose at the rate that they've lost, you become vulnerable. So when you're talking about this situation with Fred Hoiberg, Fred's vulnerable. Okay, so what am I talking about? A player like Baylor Shireman from Aurora, Nebraska, comes out of the transfer portal. Would love to play at Nebraska under circumstances that were different. If Nebraska was showing any signs of climbing, if Nebraska was coming off an NCAA tournament appearance, right? If Nebraska yeah. had finished had finished eight and twelve in the Big Ten, shown progress, you might have Baylor Shireman. Instead, when you're when you have a one fifty three winning percentage in the Big Ten, nine and fifty, you are vulnerable. You're vulnerable in this situation. You're vulnerable in other recruiting situations. You're vulnerable in that wise guy. Media guys can take shots at you, and you have no recourse. What do you see? What can he say? I mean, there's nothing you can say. You're vulnerable. You're vulnerable when you go out for coffee. If some guy crackpot wants to come up and and criticize you, you're. It it would be a it, the the takeaway is if you're a coach, you never want to be in this position. You don't. You want to be in a position of strength. And this conversation is a great example of it. You got this kid from Aurora, Jake, from Aurora. You think you think if Nebraska were good, he'd pick Creighton over Nebraska, the, the flagship school? I don't think state? so, no. no. But if, if Nebraska were rolling. Right. If Nebraska, like you said, if they were coming off of a tournament appearance. Or, and, or just 8 and 12. <laughs> even 8 and 12. Yeah. But uh, the, either in the dance or on the fringe of it. Yeah. I think he'd, I think he'd have a Nebraska. great shot. Yeah. But it's the, it's the fact you've been so abysmal. Right. It makes you, you you would have a great you probably would have got him if you were just respectable. It makes you vulnerable Sip. in so many conversations. Creighton's better than respectable. They Nebraska's are. not even respectable. Yeah. If you were respectable, just the the, the slightest good at all, mm-hmm. you'd probably you probably get him. him. You might have him. And maybe talk about a leap to the dance. Yeah. But you are so bad right now. It makes you vulnerable in these That you can't that the guy that probably would really love would want to save your program and give your you know, make your 
your face look a little bit better. I can't risk that. Vulner- I can't risk doing it. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. What do I mean? Your AD cut your salary. Um, you know what vulnerable is, Jake? What do you think? How, how do you think guys recruit against Nebraska? Both 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 sports. They, they're saying, look, those guys, look what look what the ads did to their salary. If you're talking to parents, I mean, they they whacked them. They're vulnerable. You don't know what's going to happen with that program going forward. That's you're in a bad spot that way, and this this situation highlights it. I mean, God bless Shireman for putting Nebraska in the top five, but. This was a no-brainer. Yeah. All around the nation, people are looking at Creighton right now, basketball writers, and saying that's a top-10 team. Top-10 national team. Maybe a Final Four team now is what a lot of guys were saying last night that I was reading. A Final Four type team. Well, again, their their team is going to be pretty good. They, they had a good team last yeah. year. They added Shireman. That's a huge addition to already a good team that would have been top-15 preseason that pushed Kansas, the champions, mm-hmm. To the brink without Ryan Nemhart, who was hurt. They, they, no, they were more than one down. Yeah, but they he was the. Two, you know, yeah. yeah, they were down. They're down a couple guys. They were playing what seven guys that game. Kalkbrenner was down. Right, they played seven guys. Yeah. Well, I don't think they played yeah, this seven. Thing, this is, I think it was seven. Okay, six or whatever. Seven. They were down. I think it was seven nubs. tops. They were down to the nubs. They were, and they still found a way to push Kansas. <laughs> I watched. This, this is enough Creighton praise for today. I'm getting sick over here, but I but I have to respect him. At this point, you can hate him. But you have to respect what they're doing, and I don't know if Nebraska can ever catch up to them. I mean, they this oh come on this to me this, right no no this to me Nebraska Nebraska versus Creighton right now is like the Big Ten versus Ohio State in football. Uh-uh. Like you I might be disagree. getting better, but guess what? Ohio State's pulling away. No, you're going uh, too far. Oh, no, you just went too far. No, Jake, you just went too far. Basketball, you can whip that thing around pretty fast if you get the right. You got the right coach with the right three or three or four really strong players. It can turn around fast. No, Creighton is not insurmountable for Nebraska. No, 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 no. All right, they have a clear edge right now, but it's not Ohio State. It's not Ohio State right now. No. I know I you guys are waiting the segment, but we, we will we'll tease the big news to start the next segment, right? We're going to end the segment with it. We will start the next segment with some news. Is that okay, Sip? That's fine. All right. We'll come to, go to break, come back. We've got some news ahead on early break on the ticket.